All right, Jay, you know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle back in the building, baby. It's been too long. We've been gone. Now we got to give you something for you to be strong. What's you know, point? it's it's Happy Bears Day. Happy you know, Bears Day. <laughs> happy Bears Day. That's like every four years we have Happy Bears Day because we actually get some hope. Right. Uh, thinking that somehow or another that the McCaskies is going to figure out that they don't know what they're doing and they're going to let somebody actually come in and pick a GM and a coach and a president that might actually have a clue about the game of football. But lo and behold, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, though, it's still happy Bears Day. There's hope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, until we, you know, they pick the coach and we go, what? Yeah, at this point, you know, let's just talk about it. So we get it out there. I know everybody's heard it all today, and it's going to be all tomorrow and probably all through next week that the Chicago Bears have finally cut ties with their GM and head coach. Yeah. Okay, so everybody's got that. Matt Nagy's Uh gone. Ryan Pace is gone. Okay. Are you happy Um, about that? I was until I saw the press conference today. I, I know. Why? And then I just realized the pain, the agony, the despair, the defeat. But the biggest question of them all, Jay, is how do you feel about the team president saying that one of your fellow offensive linemen is a liar? He's a, he's a, he's a near dweller. He's a, he's a, Bad person. Isn't wait. I, I want to get the story straight, and you can help me. Did yeah. Olin Cruz get hit in the head with the weight, or did Olin Cruz hit somebody in the head with the free bear? No, free I bear. think Olin Cruz got hit in the head with the weight. If I remember that oh, fight okay. correctly, I think he was a receiver okay. of the iron to the dome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got he got condoned. How much you have to dislike somebody to hit them with a damn free weight? You know, I'm gonna tell you what. Here's the whole thing about it. I don't know how these guys play, you know, grab behind in the locker room or whatever they were doing, but that's some serious uh fight that was gonna carry on out into the parking lot. Uh-huh. I'd have had to been pulling up over to your house because if you hit me in the head with a weight, it's on and cracking. Right. I don't know what these guys are doing, but you know, you know. I don't know. It's, it, it, but that, ain't that the Chicago Bears way? Isn't, isn't that what the Bears do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's bearable, my friend. It's bearable. Uh, That's beautiful. It's bearable. Yeah. <laughs> that explains everything. It's just, yeah. but it's, you know what? I don't know why they did that. It's bearable. You know what? It makes sense. So let's just break it down. All right. Okay. Virginia McCaskey is very, very, very disappointed. Yeah. Her son's an idiot, and his BFF is also an idiot. I mean, he's a smart money man, but he's an idiot because he keeps allowing himself to get pulled into this. Because if you call me like, hey, hey, man, we need to do this press conference later on. I'd be like, no, I'm good, dog. I'm good. Just just tell, yeah. Just put up a sticker or something. Just, no, I'm yeah. good. And, and he, he basically said, look, I don't even want to deal with this football stuff anymore. Just look, I'm going to take care of the stadium. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of that stuff out west. Like I took care of Soldier Field. Uh, you can handle you can handle this side of it. I'm bowing out of this, <laughs> and and, and uh, 
Virginia Sun. It's like, oh, no, I, I don't even – is this an actual football team? Is this a real team? Do I have to actually go out here to the podium and actually say something? It's like, come on, man. You know what the funny part about that whole conference was, that press conference was? Was that at the end of the conference, basically, middle part of it, he goes, you know, I'm really just a fan, to tell you the truth. I really don't know that much about football, but I'm going to pick the GM. And, and Then why are you heading the football organization? Why are you doing it? I, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I understand now. It, it, look, I don't fault Pace anymore. I don't fault Nagy. I mm-hmm. don't fault, uh, what's his name, Phillips? Is it Phillips? Ted Phillips. Yeah. Ted, I don't fault <laughs> Ted Phillips. This is this is the emperor with no clothes on. McCaskey's walking around. He doesn't know that he's naked. And everybody's like, are the paychecks still cashing? Yeah, we're good to go. Let, let him do what he wants to do because you can't tell him nothing. He just, yeah. this, this, is a, this is a hobby for him that he not even, um, that he even earned. He got it as a birthright. And he's really running their franchise, a storied franchise. And I really think now we're going to be the old Cleveland Browns. I really think that's where we're headed. But, you know, it's funny. They have new diversity people in the building. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about 255-year-old Bill Polian coming in and helping you find your footballs are? Now, this is the same guy who said Lamar Jackson should be a wide receiver. Absolutely. And this guy really hasn't been involved in football activities since what? 2010 or something like that or something around there. So why do you have this guy at the helm of your GM search? You know why? Because he's your buddy. You know, he he's the guy you sit around and you drink Oberheiser, Oberwalt Scotch 45 uh, special brand malt liquor that nobody can get that's like $800 a bottle that, that you sit around because you guys know that it's, you know, double dip malted with extra barley in it or something because you guys are buddies and you guys have really rich people problems. So you're bringing this guy in because you're comfortable with him, not because he's the best guy that you could bring in to lead your search. This is what the problem is with the Chicago Bears because McCaskey wants to be friends with everybody and he wants everybody to be friends with him why because this is not a passion for him this is a hobby and this is just something for him to go do hey mom i'm heading up the football franchise look at me take a picture of me i I just don't you know they talk about the storied franchise always of the bears and you would think after all this time that somebody would know something about football. I mean, they, they're one of the kids out of how many kids did Virginia McCaskey have? A like, few, but Virginia, I think Virginia knows. Virginia just ain't got the energy. Okay, you know, so it, the mom is the last person to know. None of her sons know anything about football. And and that's the scary part about this, right? But they, they're not Hallis's, though. You know what I'm saying? They didn't come mm-hmm. down that line. They're McCaskey's. So they're McCaskey's. And that's a whole different thing. You know, it's just like, you know, they're legacies. You know, you don't sometimes, there's no sub-fraternities. You don't even have to pledge. You just got to sign up to get in, you know, because you're a legacy. You know what I'm saying? 
you know what was it animal house he was a legacy he was going to get in was it dorfman yes yeah he was flounder mm. greatest oh, still one of the best movies of all time one but of, uh great it was a great movie oh man even to this day still funny still turn it on today and you're still going to have a good time watching animal house animal house is hilarious but uh you know i digress uh, no not really because it's like animal house up there at hallis hall that it's it's and, and here's the scary part about it is that now you've got pace who was allowed to take the coffers and throw magical coins around the league willy and nilly and Nelly, too. You might as well pay yeah. Nelly while he was out there because he was giving money to everybody. Because now you got this new GM who had to come in and deal with this nonsense. I mean, you got cap hits coming across the board. It's, I mean, Khalil Mack is bad enough, but at least we got some production out of Khalil Mack. But I think he's due for like 30 million. You know okay. what I'm saying? <laughs> so we're going to talk about the national championship. We're going to talk about Georgia and Alabama for a minute. Yeah. And the biggest question I've heard now circulating the the Twitter sphere. Don't is, do it. Could Georgia beat the Chicago Bears? And before Absolutely. you answer that question, Jay, before you do, you brought up a good topic. Yeah. How do you? Because I see a lot of guys that can be let loose. I know uh, whatever Akeem Hicks, whoever he pissed off, uh, they put his business all in the streets. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be good to get a contract at McDonald's somewhere. But, I mean, what do you do now with a Robert Quinn and a Khalil Mack? You just had somebody well, set your all-time sacks record. And that record don't count. <laughs> that record don't count. You got Khalil Mack, as you said, making $30 million, And he, I think he has a cap hit of $30 million also. Yeah, something something like that. That yeah. yeah, something crazy like that. So you can't cut it. I mean, you could trade him, but you can't cut him. Right. If you were smart. You still got to pay Danny Trevathan. Have we heard his name all year? Now, Danny Trevathan, you can cut. I think I looked up his numbers. His cap hit is no, under no. a million. No, I don't, I don't think so. Let me okay. go. Let, me, Find let his, me go back and take I'm a look. I'm almost sure his cap I, hit is palatable. But you still got to pay Roquan. I thought I saw a funky number of like nine million. Let me go back and look here. Maybe that's what he would be paid if you were stupid enough to put him back on the roster. Let me go back here. Okay, let's see here. Okay. Uh, they I, said, all right, here we I go. All right. All right. They said uh, to keep, uh, if they're going to let Trevathan, going to either keep Trevathan. Trevathan, mm -hmm. or just eat nearly $9 million in cap space just to move on from Trevathan. Mm. $9 million in cap space. Just to cut him. Just to cut him. Mm -hmm. And he started one game in 2021. How many did he start last year? What, 2020? Mm -hmm. uh, he wasn't great on the field. I think what, he started, what, three quarters of those games? Like, he was injured. Something like that, yeah. He's been injured the entire time. He only played one game this year, right? Now, this was during the period of time when Pace, they were trying to rally up around Trubisky. I don't blame him, blame him, blame him for this, but I do blame him, that they thought they had an opportunity to go hard because of that defensive play that they had 
uh, with Khalil Mack, when that, when that defense was just fabulous. However, the offense was so poor mm-hmm. that they decided to pay these defensive players, especially a person like Danny Trevathan, because he was a veteran presence in the middle of that defense. And this was a the time they thought they were going to have a chance to go long and far in the NFC. The issue was that their offense, we know what happened with Mitchell Trubisky, never panned out to be at least pedestrian. Right. Never panned out to be like that. And now we're suffering for that. So I don't blame him completely for that, but I do blame him for not looking at the future of the Bears and not making them solid enough. You don't see New England like that. I mean, you always you always saw New England able to move. You always saw New England able. They would cut guys nearly in their prime because of their contracts. Mm-hmm. They would move on. You know, why would they let that guy? That guy's got still two good years left on him because they didn't want to have these situations occurring later on where they're going to be a bad football team. Mm-hmm. Now you have the Bears who are just trying to win, and but that's the that's the non leadership of Hallis Hall was that you had nobody cooking the soup. You know, we got to eat next week, too. No, let's, let's just go to the store. Let's get some lobster tails. Let's get some prime rib. Let's get, you know what I'm saying? Let's go get some Chevy's Regal. We go party all night. We know we got to eat next week. Man, don't worry about next week. We just let's do it. Let's get it done today. And that's basically what you saw happening. They were going after to, I believe, fold under the pressure of the Bears fan base. They wanted to win so bad because of what was happening to them in the media. And I think a lot of that has to do with the McCaskey family because they want to be beloved around here, just like Papa Bear Hallis. But Papa Bear Hallis knew what he was doing. Yeah, and big shout out to my man, Shivers. Yo, man, I'm just telling you, team, I'm still loving you. I still know that I'm supporting you in your efforts for the Chicago Cubs to be relevant again. May not happen, but I love you, dog. And we'll just do it. We got there. We got there. I mean, but, okay, so we looked at that's the defensive side because there are a lot of questions, but it it seems like you've got another corner that you didn't realize was in the building. You're going to have to get rid of Eddie Jackson's money. Somehow, some way, you're going to have to jump up off of Eddie Jackson's money or you're going to have to make him a slot corner. (laughs) Eddie Jackson? (laughs) Well, you know, he's been lobbying to play the slot. So, okay. So, you get some young boys on the defensive line. Defensive line might be the quickest thing you can work with. You get some young guys out there, get a good rotation of young defensive linemen. Linebackers, I mean, it is what it is. I think you got. I think you got. The linebacker core is actually pretty good. Yeah, I I think it is what it is. Your biggest, your biggest problem again. And you you just touched on it, was they let their pro bowler go, mm-hmm. um, who was a lockdown corner on that other side, who actually was coming in and starting to be um, physical, starting to patrol his area over there, who got into the weight room, was drinking his shakes, whatever he was doing, put on an extra 10 pounds, and was laying some thunder to people. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reasons, you decided to pay Nick Foles Five billion dollars instead of signing your shutdown corner uh, over there, locking him up and taking away half the field 
so that you could have those safeties being able to roam back there. What the problem is now is that you have the safeties have too wide of an area to cover. They're not, they have to fully cover hash to hash right now, and maybe even over that. Beforehand, they really didn't have to. They could cheat over halfway over to the other hash because they do. Number 23 had it locked down on the other side. Yeah. That was the beauty. And I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Deion Sanders. Don't, don't, you know, don't give me no, uh, you crazy, man. What you mean, Deion Sanders? But that when you have shut down corners, when you have shut down corners like Sherman and Sanders and people like that, they make your safeties look great because now they don't have that one side of the field that they have to look after all the time. I mean, think about it. You had you had Fuller playing a bell technique on one side with Dick Vangio. And then you had, uh, what was it, Akimura? Yeah. Was that him on the other side? Prince Akimura. Yeah, playing bump and run. Mm-hmm. And Prince always played bump and run, no matter who was over there. And Fuller played the bell technique the bell because technique. that's what they were good at. And Vangio let them play it like that. That's what that Bears defense was vaunted at one point in time. Remember, they were talking about this is the greatest defense. They were better than the 1985 Bears. Well, at one point in time, their stats were saying that they were. So you had a defense who was playing like that under Vic Fangio. And then you you move that, that same defense with a lot of the same people still there. You move that defense for three or four years later, and it's like, man, they're pedestrian. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, uh, it, it's just uh, a really bad move from those people up top who don't know what they're doing when it comes to personnel and they pay the people that they like instead of the people who can actually help them. I don't care what Akeem Hicks said or done. What does he do on the field? Right. Right. And that's where you, going back to what you were saying about Eddie Jackson, you saw the interception numbers come down for Eddie Jackson over the past two seasons because just as you said, when you have a Cal Fuller on one side, you can cheat. You can make that extra play because you know he's locked up on his man. So you yep. can make that gamble. You can go in and ball hunt when you know that he's covering you and that, that man's not going to get any further deep. Absolutely. So you can do these little things. Now, not so much, but nope. maybe so much because Fangio and Kyle Fully are going to be available again. Oh, yeah. You know, so do we Bring retread? back the old band. Well, I mean, look, Vangio will be an upgrade from um, Desai. Yeah, it'd be a huge upgrade from that point. Oh my! From that scheme wise. Oh my! Um, and so, if he would come back for uh, for decent money, we take him back. I would take him back in a heartbeat because Vic Vangio knows what he's doing on the defensive side of the ball. However, though, how much money does he want? Number one, mm-hmm. number two. What does he really have to deal with at this point? Is Khalil Mack going to be any form of what he was before? This whole outbreak mm-hmm. of sacks that all of a sudden we get from Robert Quinn and only had two last year. And all of a sudden now he's like a sack machine. Where was that? Where was that when Khalil Mack needed his help? When Khalil Mack was getting doubled and beat up so bad he couldn't even play this year. Nowhere to um, be found. Nowhere to be found. All of a sudden, now Khalil Mack's not there, and here you come. Mm-hmm. You know, we I, we needed you both together, and now what? Now I want now. What you got? Eighteen and a half sacks or something or whatever that is now. Nineteen and a half. Yeah, it's like okay. I mean, I mean, you know, it puts him what top sixty all time or something like that. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, for what? I mean, it's, it's to me, to me, it was it was junk time yards. It's like you have some quarterbacks who put you know get oh he threw for three hundred today yeah but they were down by twenty points yeah so he he had he had to throw for big numbers on the back end he was just slinging it all over the yard. It's like yeah. seeing Andy Dalton for throw for three fifty. You're like oh oh right. that was three fifty right. right yeah but they were down by twenty one. Right. No, these weren't meaningful sacks. These were just sacks. No, don't get me wrong. Now I'm not nowhere near anything that Robert Quinn is, and you know I'm sure he's a great guy, and all the above. And I'm, you know, in my disparage get sacked out. No, it's a great phenomenal feat, but it was a phenomenal feat that really didn't matter because it didn't really lead to anything. You know, it was a it, great individual. Yeah, set. yeah. Did was great because he shined on the defensive line where you had three or four guys who are going to just be all-time greats in the NFL were on that on that line. You had, you know, you had Hampton. You had McMichael on that line. You know, you had uh, Dent. You know, you, you, had, you had so many people there who were household names. Uh, Robert Quinn did that. The only person who was really a household king was, was, was Akeem Hicks, and, you, know, mm -hmm. you know. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a great, it was a great, I just wasn't like super excited about that he got it. I mean, it was a big deal, but I, I you know. You know, with the defense being what it is, it, they're aging, but I've always believed you can turn around defense faster than you can offense because you can always get a cycle of players through on defense and they don't have to have a phenomenal, you have to have a bell cow for a wide receiver running back you have to have a standard nfl ready or great offensive line to keep your quarterback oh, without upright. A doubt. That, that's the main thing they got to get on defense on you don't have to do all that i mean you can have a a decent defensive line but as long as they can penetrate as long as they can chew up blocks or as long as they can shed a block every once in a while on third down disrupt some things great linebackers good as long as your corners can stay with their man Know their assignment, know what coverage they're playing, their technique, great. Fixed defense, but offense, my friend. Yeah. Oh, oh, Nelly. Oh, buddy. You know what? In the next segment, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bears and offense. And we're going to still ask this question. Can Georgia, as we saw Alabama couldn't, could Georgia right now beat the Chicago Bears? Because there were some big boys on that line. Now, I'm not going to give you my answer. I'm going to wait till we talk about it some more. But Georgia has some big boys out there. I, number 99, number 95. I just looked up at the – I was watching him on the screen, and I saw a woman just look up into the air at him. I said, maybe he's a, maybe he's a Trojan horse. I don't know. I don't know what they roll yeah. out of there. I don't know. But quickly, Jake. Is there any help for this defense right now as we see it? Can this defense at least be pedestrian again? Because they haven't been awful. They just weren't great. Well, here, here's the problem, right? Your defense is only as good as your offense can score 20, more than 21 points a game. You know? Because if you put the defense in a position where they have to pin their ears back and blitz and try to get after people to try to cause turnovers or they have to start trying to jump routes 
when you gamble, that's why it's called gambling, uh, there are times you're going to lose and you're going to get burned. So you're looking at a Bears defense that very seldom do they play with the lead, but they can sit back in that cover three high shell, keep everything in front of them, and burn clock. You know, they can, they can, they can run the four-corner defense out there and just pass the ball around and burn the shot clock down. Well, the same situation with the Bears is that they can't. They have to be coming full speed all the time. And when you come full speed all the time, you may hit your mark. You might run right past it. And that's what this defense, sometimes they look great for a few series. All of a sudden, these guys get gassed out. And all of a sudden, you look at the, the Bears start getting gassed all over the field. And they look like a college team could possibly beat them. Did you want me to answer that question? You want me to wait till next second? No, no, no. We're gonna no, 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 no. Uh, this is a payoff. No, okay. we don't want you to answer that right now. First of all, I think the people already know how you feel. So that's yeah. why when I ask it, you can't look at the camera. You got to look the other way. You can't. You know, that's what you got to do. So Georgia and Alabama, and maybe, I mean, you know, Alabama had this great like re-emergence of Justin Fields. And then he got Justin Fields, but that's a whole, we'll talk about that later now, in a second. You put Georgia and Alabama together. Georgia-Bama? If you put Georgia, a team from Georgia-Bama? Georgia-Bama, I think could, they could, they could, they could rock with the Bears. Okay, so Akeem Hicks, he's been injured. I mean, he's been injured, injured. Uh, is he worth a shot at bringing back? Do you bring back an Akeem Hicks in the heart and soul? And if he wants, what's that, $12 million he's making this year? Yeah, but, yeah, but well, how old is Akeem Hicks now? Is he like 33? 30, yeah, between 32 30. 34 is the one. Yeah, I mean, you wanna, do you want to pay your defensive lineman $33, $34, $12 million a year? Yeah, this turn is pecs. And it, it's been bad. It's been bad. Um, you know, you don't want to pay him twelve million dollars a year. You know, I, I mean, I love the guy. I love what he does, how he mm -hmm. plays. He's probably worth about now for twelve million dollars a year, because we've seen now he can't stay healthy, or on a bad defense, he's not willing to stay healthy. Hmm. Mm. Ooh, now that's a good one. Oh, are we we breaking hot sizzle news there, my friend? Mm. On a, you want to say that again? You know. You know, on, on on this type of team, mm -hmm. is he willing to stay healthy? Because there are certain things people can play with on the championship team. They might not necessarily play on a team that's out of the playoffs by the middle of the season. You're listening to The Sizzle. I'm telling you, that was hot, baby. That, you know what? That was so hot. Kobe, tell him how hot it was. Wow, bro. That's crazy. That's so love, bro. That was. So let me ask this then. You got your new premier detackling Eddie Goldman. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Eddie don't fly. Eddie yeah, don't I don't want to play I, the COVID thing. And then he gets COVID. And then he really wasn't playing. I don't, feel, I don't even feel in this, bro. So is he somebody you even try to bring back? Or do you, you just try to, yeah, you try to bring him back because he's okay. one of the better defensive linemen in the in the league when he wants to play. Mm. I, think, I think all of these guys, to tell you the honest truth, I think there is this dissension among the ranks. Mm. I just think I think Nagy lost that locker room last year. Okay. 
And and these guys just will not go to battle for them. I mean, they're going to go out and play because now you saw these last couple of games, guys are flying around. Why? Because they're, they're trying to get jobs. Right. I'd be flying around too. But for but for your core group, I mean, you got you know you got your new guys who are just happy to be in the league. Mm-hmm. Your linebacker, your Roquan Smiths, and guys like that who are just going to ball out of their minds because they don't have a a slowdown gene. Right. They just got to go 100 miles because that's, you know, when you play linebacker in the league, that's, you have to be that guy. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's like, you know, deep in the line, you can pace yourself. You know, you ain't necessarily gave all the effort. I'm going to give you one, two, and a push. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? And I can just yeah. lean on this guy being stable and stay blocked. Now, if I don't want to be blocked, yeah. I can I can unblock myself. But if I want to give that extra effort, but you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm just saying, you know, there's some things we're going to talk about. Next segment, we're going to talk about offense. We're going to have the same kind of in-depth. We're going to look at something that's going on offensively, and we're going to try to figure out where we can help the new GM. We can bring in some good things and help him and help him do some things that he hasn't done before and then maybe some things we haven't done before. So you know who this is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle. And we'll be back to talk some more Chicago Bears and the offense. You're listening to the sizzle, the talk of the 219, the hottest sports talk in the region on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports. 